good morning to Shashi and Rohit Singh from Abani Estate. How are you both? Morning. Good morning, Julie. Yes. How are you? <laughs> well, thank you. And look, we don't normally do our double interviews, but now and then I think it's a little bit of fun. So um, uh, let's, I might just start with the fact that I was able to uh, fortunately meet with Shashi when I visited her beautiful cellar door in Mornington, uh, probably about four or five weeks ago. It's not that long ago. And um, I was fortunate to taste their wines are your wines are beautiful what i love is that there's a very different take on classic varietals now for anyone who really knows mornington you know the flagships are pinot noir chardonnay pinot gris and they don't do a huge amount of varietals and so what i really enjoyed was trying these but it just as i said before a very different take so shashi and rohita whoever obviously not at the same time uh would one of you like to talk us through your approach to wine and what makes them so specially different? Yeah, Royce, do you want to start sure. with that? Sure, absolutely. Um, so we, we're we here on, on the Mornington Peninsula and we work with a number of, of different sites. Um, our estate vineyard is all planted to Syrah um, and we're based out of Red Hill South, which is a little, you know, a little unusual for the peninsula, but it was, you know, the varietal that really spoke best for us um, in that particular area. And we were, as well as another three different vineyards um, across some of the higher elevations. So Main Ridge, Red Hill South, um, and one um, just down the road from us as well in Balnaring. And our, our approach around the varietals is really to allow um, you know, each site to tell its story. For us, it's about good farming practices. You know, uh, a lot of our farming is founded in organic and biodynamic principles and spending a lot of, you know, taking a lot of care and spending a lot of time in our vineyards. And then from a winemaking point of view, it's really about having a gentle hand in the winery. So, um, you know, everything we do is small batch. Uh, it, there are about three or four of us, you know, in the winery, everything is hand processed. And, you know, we, from that point of view, you know, we want each each varietal to be single single site. So you're, you're, what you're tasting will be, you know, from a particular vineyard, um, as well as, you know, telling the story of that growing season, as well as the, the, the site itself. Right, sure. And that's, I mean, that is terroir to it, to it. It's, it's actual point, isn't it? Um, what I found quite fascinating, apart from uh, your lovely wines, was actually the story of how your family got into the whole winemaking uh, uh, side of things. Uh, so, Shashi, you and your husband were in the hospitality industry for what a, a few decades uh, down in Victoria, but more in the restaurant side of things. And you actually bought a Barney estate to set up a restaurant, but instead uh you decided to uh to turn it into a winery can you take us through the story yes julian it was uh, something that i never thought i'll be living my dream which i never <laughs> dreamt of this dream before but it was in 90s when the children were a little bit older and my husband who uh, and myself ran the restaurant on mornington peninsula and i wanted to do something for myself and we come from back home, a farming uh, um, family, and we always wanted to buy a piece of land. And when we started looking for um, for the land, and there was opportunity for us more in the wine or the wine race, and we thought food and wine so much goes together. And it was mm. at that time um, we thought, uh, you know, uh, we'll take a plunge, although not knowing anything at that time. I've learned hands-on 
um, by studying at the Charles Sturt and working at Bass Philip for eight, nine years. And that was my real learning. And um, actually, it took me back how important the farming is and took me back home that, um, you know, if you farm the organic biodynamic way, how different your produce is and it makes such a difference in the wines that you make. Yeah, absolutely, it does. But what do you specifically see the differences as? Uh, I see that the there more intensity of the place which comes as a terroir, which the French says, and it's it is due to the um, the unique microbial uh, ecology that you built in, in, in with flora and fauna that you built in on that particular site. Um, mm. and which is then revealed into the wines. Uh, so, uh, for example, you know, your uh, berry skins are thicker. Um, maybe there are more number of phenolic compounds which are produced in the berries. Um, your um, canes are stronger, um, you know, and your acids are just totally different energy in the wine, which uh, uh, just not the wine, just all the fruits that we grow on the property, they have this intensity of flavor and uh, and keeping qualities. So there yeah. is something, it's something in the, in, in the growing, I think, because I've not changed my winemaking since uh, we have been making the wines, but I've changed my farming practices. And yes. If I can add to that as well, Mum. So I think the really important part of this is also that energy, um, the energy that you get from site. Uh, so, you know, we spend a lot of time focusing that in the vineyards, but also from a winemaking point of view, it's about being really gentle and not over processing things because mm. at the end of the day, you want that to translate into bottle. That is true. Yeah, nicely said. <laughs> Your mum's proud of you. Um, but that is beautifully said. Now, if, if you look at the uh, the the name Avani, um, of course, I had to I had to understand what what that word came from, and it is from the Sanskrit. It means the earth, which basically is exactly what you guys are talking about. Yeah, it, it's a Sanskrit word which means I'll call it Mother Earth because I call it mother because mother is so forgiving. So is our earth, you know, <laughs> you've been abusing that for such a long period of time. But when you start taking care of it, it comes back to you so quickly that I'm amazed. I'm just surprised every day. And the world that we don't see is more powerful than the world that we see. And I'm talking about the energy and, yeah. uh, and all our microbes, which are so important to us. And we need to look after, look after that. Absolutely. And you know what? It's funny. You've, you've both been talking about energy. I always feel like that is a, probably a great way to describe when I was tasting the wines. Um, there is an energy in them. I think that is the difference because the flavor profile, they are still, you know, that it's it's a Pinot White. It is a Shard. It's a Pinot Gris. But there is something that, uh, that there is a, 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 a fabulous, funky energy to it. So let's go through your wines. Okay, so uh, let's start with the Syrah because Syrah is, even though done beautifully in uh, in Mornington, it's not specifically a flagship like some of the others, but you actually started with only Syrah as the varietal. So, so take us back to the beginning there. So in that regard, um, I 
we we used to actually have all Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and um, Syrah on our vineyard originally. Mm. Um, and in those early years, we 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 did some light, sort of vertical tastings of what spoke best of the, to the site. Um, being a very small vineyard, you know, we're only four acre four hectares um, under vine. You know, we really wanted to focus on a singular varietal to mm. to begin with. Um, and based on the microclimate of our particular site, you know, so the others weren't bad, but the Syrah spoke best. Um, yeah. You know, the 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 the, ele- the elevation point, the environment there, you know, you're getting the influences of the Bass Strait. All those things, I think, played together to to enable us to make something that was, you know, it grapefruit intensity, elegance, balance. You know, these are all the things that we were looking for from the variety. Right. So. Um, uh, so the you've got the, uh, a Pinot Gris skin content, which I found absolutely fascinating and absolutely delicious. I'm not quite sure what I was expecting it to be like. Um, where, why did you decide skin contact for the Gris? I think um, it was a few years ago. Uh, I was at a rootstock, one of the the vine, uh, you know, all the... Um, but the producers used to come under one roof and there I tasted a glass of orange wine and I fell in love with it and I thought Mm. wow this is something I can drink so I tried 100 liters of it first year and then I make two barrels and then you know it was so well received that I started making um, two tons of it so you know it, it was and it was such a food wine with which goes with variety of uh, spicy dishes and um you know uh, asian and indian food so um, that was it's kind of a between between a red wine and a white wine it's a wine between you know a, a white wine which is made like a red wine with all whole bunch skin contact a little bit of texture um you know spiciness a different version of pinot gris you know i love my classic pinot gris but this is totally different and you need to be in a different mood to be yeah. drinking that. <laughs> yeah, but fair enough. Yeah. Uh, look, I remember tasting a delicious rosé uh, cellar door, but, uh, but I can't see it on your site. Am I dreaming that? We've, we do have a, a very small batch. Um, it's a yes. rosé de saignée that we make from our Pinot Noir. Mm. Um, That's right. Well, what we do is we we saigne the juice um, from the Pinot Noir ferment after about five days and separately ferment that in barrels. So we're using old Burgundy barrels. Um, it it you know it's uh, it, it firstly is a is a delicious drink in its own. Um, you know right. beautiful natural acidity. You know we do no additions. Um, we honestly only make maybe one or two barrels of this a year. So yes, I, okay. think I was very fortunate to taste batch. it then. <laughs> yeah, it's super small batch. We, we usually just have it through the cellar door and for special events. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Now, I'd love to have a chat about your shards. So you've got two shards. You have the Amrit Chardonnay 22 and you have the Essen Vineyard Chardonnay. So I'm assuming that that's a single vineyard. Talk us through the two different uh, types. For sure. Um, so the the Amrit range, you know, is usually from or has been vineyards other than our own, um, based on the Mornington Peninsula. Um, the 22 Cuvée, and, and again, 22 was a very small year, um, as as probably a lot of folks have probably spoken to you about. Um, we, I think, we only made about six or seven barrels of wine for for Chardonnay for that year. Usually we do single vineyards, but this one's actually a combination of two. Both uh, one is organic and one is biodynamic. Um, the fruits coming from Red Hill South, 
um, down on Paringa Road, as well as in, in from Balnaring. So it's um, it's a combination of two different vineyards. Um, it has that beautiful, you know, no natural. It's natural balanced acidity, so no no additions through the process. Just a little bit of sulfur at bottling time, and stylistically, you know, it's it's got that nice minerality, you know, um, beautiful length, nice uh, refreshing mm. style of of Chardonnay that's super food friendly. Um, and you know, where we've it was bottled in in uh, March earlier this year, so we've just started to show it. But you know, it's something that'll that'll continue to to improve over the next you know year or two as well. Yeah. Okay. Great. Whereas our uh, Isan Vineyard um, is a new um, is a new vineyard we've just started to well it, from 2021 that we've started to work with. So um, a little bit more background for that one is that. Um, you know, Mum started her journey in in winemaking with uh, with Philip Jones um, at Bass mm-hmm. Philip back in I would say the early two two thousand somewhere there two thousand and four I think. Um, mm-hmm. And so Mum was Mum was his uh, you know worked at the worked during vintage and and part time during the year over eight years um, with Philip um, and. During that time, um, she had the great opportunity to to um, process the fruit um, from this particular vineyard, Isan, um, which was a vineyard planted by Philip and Sarong um, back in the early 90s. Um, and the fruit from that vineyard um, formed part of the cuvées that went into into Bass Philip, but it was owned separately. It was owned by family friends, the tea family, um, that that continued to own it and manage it. Um, so once um, Bass Philip, as you know, you know, um, changed ownership a few years ago. Um, since that point in time, the opportunity arose for 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 mum having those you know relationships with the tea family um, to to you know work with them. Um, they do all the viticulture and the viticulture practices are again founded on natural farming practices so we're you know biodynamic organic principles yes um and you know we we it's been lovely to to collaborate with them and and make all of the the wines we've got pinot noir and chardonnay um from that vineyard um at avani so the the site's a very special site um you know high density planting it's it's nine thousand vines per hectare so you know, a lot of concentration, similar in density and um, yield to our uh, Avani Syrah. Um, so the stylistic, you know, from a winemaking point of view, everything is very similar in terms of, you know, um, being a hands-off approach. It's allowed mm. to ferment with wild yeast. It goes into old burgundy barrels. You know, it stays in barrel for about 11 months and, you know, there are no additions. But the power that comes from that particular site is 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 quite different. So it's, um yeah, different fruit profile as well from Gippsland. Sure, sure. No, this has been a very comprehensive answer. Thank you. Um, we've actually just had a text in from Christopher again. Uh, this is, he says, hi, Jill. I would like to know if Shashi still has much to do with Philip Jones now that he has retired at Bass Philip. Can you speak to that, Shashi? Yeah, sure. We still are very good friends and we meet regularly, exchange and drink wines, <laughs> you know. So he's still very inspiring to me. Anything that I'm unsure of or anything, I will just, he's the one I'm going to give him a call and get an honest opinion on anything. (laughs) Right, okay. That was a a wonderful way to be able to uh, segue into your new career, Shashi, being under the hand of someone like Philip Joyce. So um, some people are just very fortunate to just meet that sort of mentor. I mean, is that what you would consider him? Yeah, that's it. I think mm. I am. I must have done some good karma 
Yeah. <laughs> I had a good mentor and met some wonderful people in my this journey. I have no regrets and I can't believe and thank God that how lucky I am. <laughs> Uh, what that's a beautiful way to be able to look at it look you, you guys it is quite uh, dumbfounding how how extremely successful you've been coming from absolutely no background of it i mean you in 2022 so only last year you won the gourmet travels best small cellar door for mornington peninsula now that's a huge feat in itself there are an enormous amount of uh, cellar doors there and they're all gorgeous and we all know that some of the most um, beautiful high profile wines in australia so what do you think it is about your cellar door that uh, helped you achieve that award i would say it's all credit goes to roeth I think before ah. this, <laughs> before this, I you guys I, are just too cute. <laughs> I think uh, Rohit has added this new energy uh, and a new dimension to the business, and um, all the Celado credit goes to him and how quick he has learned and enjoying every part of wine making and wine growing and wine marketing. So uh, there again, I'm very blessed, Jill. Well done, well done. And look, I feel like it would be remiss to not actually mention your pop-up restaurant scenario. So uh, what's happening there? Do you have any plans? I guess it's winter, so maybe not, but how, how is that working? Absolutely. We, we've we just um, completed one, um, which is our winter wine weekend season with, with Zach Tinsley. Um, but we, we will be planning something over summer again. So we, we only really do this at a couple of times during the year. Um, we can't give you full details of summer just yet because we're still in the planning processes um, sure. but we will be opening for about three weeks from about December 26th through to the middle of January um, and you know part of the success I think I must say is is due to you know our friends in in hospitality you know folks like Misha Trop, Harry Mungert the, uh, amongst others who've you know spent time down with us at the winery and you know we've had the great opportunity to to enjoy their food there um, but also you know pour our wines alongside them um, as well as you know for example last last year we had the folks from our good friends from Poodle down down in um, Fitzroy as well with us. So we'll be doing similar things again this summer. We'll be engaging again with with our with our friends um, from hospitality and you know inviting them up to the peninsula for 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 you know over summer to have a good time with us. So um, stay tuned. We'll be announcing something soon on on socials. Oh, wonderful! And just before we finish up, where can people buy your wines apart from Cellador and online? So. Um, yeah, we, we're in a range of, I'd say, you know, independent, um, you know, wine and bottle shops um, around Melbourne. Um, the folks from Blackheart and Sparrow, for example, would have it in a number of their different stores, Cloud Wine Cellar, City Wine Shop, um, Hampton Wine Co, Peninsula Beverage Co, to name a few. I know there are a whole bunch of others. We we don't do, so mum and I don't necessarily do the wine selling ourselves. So, so I, you know, these are some I know of and I'm sure there are others as well. But um, yeah, no, we've, we've been very fortunate to work with a great group and, and be supported by some great independent um, wine operators. Oh, look, that's that's wonderful. And I'm, it's actually, I'm surprised that you are stopping so many. That's great. So, uh, so you are sharing the love. Look, guys, thank you so much. This has been a really fun uh, interview and informative. And look, if, again, congratulations on on achieving what you have um, to date. And look forward to uh, seeing what happens in the future. So, have a lovely Sunday, and thank you so much for joining the Wine Show Australia. Thank, thank you, Jill. you, Jill. Thanks for the opportunity.